Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the So Weird Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Kathy. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And this time we are talking about season three episode Gone Fishing. Yeah, I, that cabin I was... in the woods, monster in the lake, feel. So basically, it's the kids' version of the third episode of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought of Supernatural watching this episode, and the lake reminded me of, like, one of the lakes in that show. Yeah, I guess that's true. It is like that episode. So our mystery monster of this week seems to be that there's this mysterious entity in a lake. Some call it a monster, but Annie's going to figure out if it's really a monster or people just making this creature out to be a monster. The intro to this episode opens up with this idea of looking to bring the unknown to the surface, even if we don't like what we find. And Annie says this as we are looking over this lake and into the depths of a lake. And it has this mysterious vibe to it, but it's not at all informative like Fee's intros were. Yeah, that's true. You don't learn anything. (laughs) No, but even though it's not informative, this episode is still probably one of my favorites from season three because of the storytelling involved and because how much it creeped me out as a kid and still does a little bit. I was saying it before we started that Annie's reaction to fishing in this episode is my reaction to watching this episode because I just really wasn't into it. Yeah, I've only seen this episode once before, um, and it was when we were all watching the episodes during the live stream, like however many years ago that was now. And this was the episode I tuned out to, so I couldn't remember the ending to this one. And I actually kind of liked the ending, but other than that, uh, the rest of the episode, it was a little boring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was a little boring, and I like, how did they have so many scenes to make up the episode, kind of like the previous one. I think Jack tries his best, or Patrick, uh, to make the episode, so. Yeah. Props to that. <laughs> well, I think this episode is split in an interesting way, because right at the outset, we see Molly break away from the group. Molly's off to go to a cabin by herself to try to find inspiration to write, and there's this really cute Molly and Jack moment as Molly leaves, which is adorable because Jack doesn't want her to go off on her own. And then Irene ends up taking Jack and Annie over to a cabin on a lake to go for a little fishing vacation. Yeah, I think they used this idea before with Molly having to go somewhere to get inspiration. Yeah, in the news episode. And yeah. I don't know if I'm just experiencing a weird Mandela effect or what, but I remember there being more scenes with Molly in it, you know, in the cabin, trying to uh, write the song she's writing, which is a different story. But the only time I saw her was, you know, at the very end. No, there was another scene in the middle of the episode prior to the ending. Huh. So there was a little bit of a cut to it, but it wasn't a lot. I must have completely zoned out then. (laughs) I just find it a little weird that we don't have any explanation whatsoever as to what happened to Ned and Carrie. That's what I was thinking. Like, why is it only Irene? 
and also why they're here in terms of where are they on the tour right now usually yeah. there's a nod to like what's coming next where are they on the road here we have no idea mm-hmm. well in the previous episode they were in hope springs i don't know if they were just on a break or what where are they in the next episode hope springs oh so maybe they they just took a vacation then yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which seems so weird. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I did not do that intentionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of weird to have Irene there, but I like it because she hasn't had a lot to do this season. So yeah, I don't think she's been in many at all in season three. I love her attitude in this episode. Me too, especially when she freaks out over having to go fishing with Jack at the ends. That was a good moment. Yeah, Irene honestly made it the episode for me. I feel like this episode is very stereotypical horror movie-esque with the building of suspense. Towards the beginning, when we were first getting into the lake, we have this shot of this little boy eating something on the dock, and the food drips into the lake, and we have this Jaws-like music as something's clearly watching the boy. And then when the boy runs away to his mom, something comes up and eats his sandwich. I think that's like really good pacing and storytelling for this episode. Yeah. yeah. In a way, I, I do agree that it was a little boring though. <laughs> Even though I do enjoy fishing, or at least I did when I was younger, but there needed to be something else added to this episode to keep it interesting throughout. Yeah, it's weird because I agree that the storytelling is really good in this episode. The writing I felt was uh, really good, but for some reason I just could not keep my mind on it. (laughs) It needed something else. And it just felt like it wasn't as good as it could be. For me, I feel like looking and watching it now, it really does feel like a rehash of that season three, uh, not season three, episode three of Supernatural in season one, where there's this monster in the lake trying to take people down, and it's the ghost of a little boy. I get vibes of that episode so much, and then I have to remember myself, no, this episode came out before then. (laughs) But this episode also gives me a lot of vibes about the house in the mountains, because we see them all hanging out in this cabin made of wood, and I miss that aesthetic of the house in the mountains so much. So it's nice to see them in a familiar-esque setting. Yes, I loved that too. And I like how when they walk into the cabin, Jack says, home sweet home. Yeah. Like his house. But then Irene craps all over the place. She's like, uh, sort of. And it's like, uh, Irene, it actually looks like the house in the mountains. What are you I talking know. about? <laughs> and then Matt gets crapped on a lot in this episode. When he and Annie go fishing, Annie hates it, wants some food. Jack's annoyed that she talks. And when Annie asked him, okay, so what are you thinking about? Jack goes like, oh, I'm thinking about my mom and my dad. And then Annie's like, I'm thinking there's no fish here. <laughs> Jack's getting deep with you. He's being real with you. He's stopping annoyed with you. And then you go and ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I also thought earlier on uh, when Jack is doing one of his lectures or whatever, and Annie just acts like she's falling asleep on the car. <laughs> yeah, I love the Jack and Annie banter in this episode. 
But I also think it's interesting how we meet this kid around the same age as them, Peter, who's the son of the cabin owner who's renting out the cabins. And I feel like if Fee were here, Fee would be flirting with him a little bit. But with Annie, you don't get that at all. I feel like Annie is too innocent to even be interested in guys at this point, even though she's old enough. Yeah, he, like, wanted to go shopping with her. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God, Annie, you're on a date. (laughs) (laughs) She just wasn't getting that at all. No, she wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. And, like, if he was there, if he would be painting her toenails, being like, oh, yeah, I'm going out with this guy. (laughs) Yeah, there's Peter and his dad, Sam, which they're uh, pretty interesting characters, and I do like how they play off of each other because... Obviously, they're both keeping some secret, mm-hmm. but they're both not telling, but they're both different secrets. Yeah, and I like how you can see the dad give Peter this knowing look after Peter says that I don't think there's any fish left in this lake. And uh, it looks like the dad's warning him, like, you better not say anything to ruin our business. Mm-hmm. Huh. So I think A plus acting from them. Yeah. I wanted to point out that Peter and Sam are names that we've heard together in an episode before uh, in the fall episode. That stuck out to me, and I feel like that's something Jimmy would bring up. So (laughs) That is weird. I didn't even think about that. I thought about it, too, but I feel like it's totally... What's the word for it? Coincidental? Yes. Yeah. Totally coincidental, because I don't think the writers of season three ever watched season two. Yeah, I don't think so, but it's just in the same show to use the same two names. I don't know. It's just weird. I guess those two... So weird. (laughs) I guess those two names go together well. Standard generic American names. Who wrote this episode? John Mendel. Okay. He didn't write Fall, so... No. I think he was around in... Season two, maybe. I don't know. Nobody on fall was on this episode. But yeah, those guys are good actors. Uh, the guys that were Pete and Sam. And the man that played is Sam the dad? Yeah. yeah. He's he's actually a really famous stuntsman. Or, I mean, he's been in lots of stuff. Um, no, I think that was the... Um, Guy who played the guy in the lake. Oh, that's right. No, the guy that played Sam was in Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Right? Yeah. Uh, he has like a recurring role in that show. I haven't seen it. All right, let me look up these guys. <laughs> Is somebody like slamming on their keyboard? It's me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the guy who plays Sam, I think I saw... Oh, he was in Teen Wolf. And I think he saw, I saw that he was in a Criminal Minds episode. Yeah, two Criminal Minds episodes. The Fargo TV series. The L Word. Yeah, so... Oh, who's in Dollhouse? I love Dollhouse. He was also in Gold Squad. Yeah, he's been in, like... All of the Battlestar Galactica episodes, it looks like, or practically all of them. So that's impressive. Good for him. Yeah, he's been working since 1978 as an actor. Wow. And so he's got a lot on his resume. 
And then the guy who played uh, Peter, his name is Blair Slater. It's so weird, it was like the third to the last thing he was in. And so he hasn't really been around that much, but he was in an episode of The uh, X-Files. He was in The X-Files? Yeah, and he was in a few episodes Bumps. And he was in The Truman Show, which is one of my favorite movies. He played young Truman. And he was also in uh, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. That's awesome. The guy who played the guy in the lake who has more uh, credits as a stuntman than he does as an actor. Yeah, that was surprising to me. So yeah. he may not be a famous stuntman, but like that's mostly what he's been up to these days, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So our first hint of this mysterious man of the lake or the monster of the lake, depending on your perspective, is when Jack and Annie are fishing. And Annie finally snags a line. And Jack's all like, oh, here, give it to me. I'll reel it in. And he fights and makes this big production out of it. And then it's a key. Not a fish at all. It's not too weird to me to catch random stuff. Yeah. And then Jack has to explain it away, saying like, oh, a fish must have swallowed it. And the fish was pulling the line. Or maybe it snagged on a log or something. And then when he goes and brings it over to the rental guy to show him, to show it to Sam, Sam's telling him, like, oh, you must have been confused and snagged the bottom of the lake. And Jack's all like, no. And it's like, Jack, you're eager to get a logical explanation. Why are you pushing his explanation away? Yeah, that's like two sides. He was like going for both sides. I don't know. I feel like Jack just wants to be right. (laughs) Even when he's wrong. He is that kind of person. And then we get this another creepy line from Peter. Dad, what if it's the... And Sam says there's a monster out there and he's going to find it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so basically there's something eating all the fish in the lake. Believed to be a monster from the first scene with the little boy. But since it's so weird, it has to have a different meaning. And meanwhile... Molly is writing her song titled A Different Story. And the double entendre here is that Annie is rewriting this tale of the monster as a different story. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't notice that, but I love that. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird, though, that Annie's instinct is to try this key that she found on every lock that she can find (laughs) in the place. And when I heard her say that, I'm like, doesn't that violate some sort of privacy laws? Yeah. Can you imagine (laughs) somebody staying in one of those cabins and those little blonde girls just trying to (laughs) pick your lock? (laughs) And Irene just lets her. Yeah. (laughs) She's following along. (laughs) And then they get back inside the cabin and it's already unlocked and Annie finds a puddle. And Jack finds a bathtub filled with water with a dripping faucet and seaweed. When she was leaning down to touch the water of, in, the, in the puddle, it, I don't know why, but it made me like flash back to the very first episode when Fee is touching the water from when the ghost went through the uh, wall. Yeah, like when Annie first found the puddle, I was kind of half expecting Jack to go like, oh, look, another tragic soda drowning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why would the man have 
turn on the water? My guess is so that he could access it because I think he's supposed to be like half merman now. And yeah. like kind of like in supernatural where the creature there was able to turn on the faucets and access people through the plumbing. At least he's not a creepy merman. <laughs> Better than Lau. Yeah. But it is weird, though, because then that night, Annie hears these noises, so she goes outside and dives under a cover once you can't see what it is. But the next day, the little boy from the beginning has discovered web-toed footprints, and Annie follows them, and they lead right to the door of her cabin. So I feel like that's kind of weird, that either he can access things through the plumbing, or he can just get up and walk. I feel like they should have just stuck with one instead of going for the both. Well, what if it could have been like, um, what is that movie that came out last year with the water man and it was a love story that won? Uh, the Shape of Water. Yes. What if it was like that where he could walk, but he needed to stay in water half the time at least? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. They don't explain it and it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I think the word of the episode that got thrown around a lot was home. Jack said home, sweet home. And then I'm missing home. And then when Peter was explaining to Annie basically what happened there, it was about home, sweet home. And then that's like the last thing that the monster says to Annie. Which seems a little bit odd to me because the creature asks her, like, don't you love your home? Annie doesn't really have one. She's just crashing with the Phillips. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> like, the Phillips aren't even in their home anymore, either. Uh, maybe it's just she considers it home. Maybe. But yeah, Peter and Annie, they go off, and basically Peter explains what happened there, which was that it used to be all woods, and then now it's a man-made lake, and some people left, and some people didn't. Yeah. So I, when I was younger, I just went with it. <laughs> like, okay, it's mutated, or I don't know if that's even the correct word. Yeah. Mutated people. But now I'm just like, how does that even happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, obviously it's evolution, but it takes hundreds of thousands of years for one thing to evolve to another. So I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And it's clearly, like, still something that's alive. It's not like a ghost, because while Peter is explaining the history of the lake to Annie, Irene and Jack are off on a fishing trip, and the boat rocks, and Irene freaks out, and some wonderful acting, like, by Belinda Metz, because she, oh my god, scared Irene is something I didn't know I needed to see until I rewatched this episode. <laughs> she landed it. And when they get back to shore, Sam checks the bottom of the boat, and there are claw marks on it. Yeah, he zoned out during that part. <laughs> so Peter shows Annie the photo of a guy holding the key that Jack reeled in, and his name was George Dunn, who disappeared 28 years ago, and his cabin was where the lake is now. And Annie decides that, oh, he's not haunting us. He just wants his key back. Because he's Casper the Friendly Ghost-ish person thing. Yeah, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Like, yeah. of it wanting its key back. <laughs> yeah, obviously, he just wants to go inside his house that's still under the lake. 
Like, wouldn't the water have destroyed it? Or wouldn't there be no need for doors? Yeah. <laughs> Can't you just swim in a window? <laughs> but then we cue to Molly making music, and the song is very catchy. Annie runs towards Sam to argue that, no, this isn't a monster. And Sam just insists on seeing him that way. But Sam takes off on his motorboat. Annie commandeers a rowboat and tries to go out to sea to give the person back his key. And as she does, a man pops out of the water to take the key back. And the spookiest, one of the spookiest scenes of season three. It's a little creepy, but the music ruins the creepy vibe. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like that's why they did it. Because this song is so upbeat and catchy. And I love the song, A Different Story. But when you listen to the lyrics, it's so simplistic. It seems like a letdown compared to the music from season two. But it's definitely one of my favorite songs from season three. Yeah, I love the song so much that I had lyric tattooed on me. It just feels like it's out of nowhere. It feels like it belongs somewhere else in a different episode, you know? It just feels out of place. Well, I feel like it goes along with the theme about when Peter told Annie about how he, it's not a monster. My dad just wants to see it as a monster. And the idea that people view things in their own way. The same way that you could take your life in a different direction if you need to. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. The ending, is it kind of implied that now the he's safe because he has his key? But that guy's just going to keep hunting him, right? Yeah. The ending to this episode felt so abrupt. Because right after the man and Annie have that little conversation... Sam catches up to Annie, and Annie says that what she saw wasn't a monster, and then the episode just ends. <laughs> so there is no real resolution here, because the creature's still in the lake. Annie's going to go home, or to the Phillips house, and Sam's still going to be there. Yeah. So like, nothing was really resolved. That's season three for you. Yeah, and it's like, because the only issue was when they came, fished a key, and now it's back. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess it was just evidence that someone saw it, but I don't know. And then also the voice of the man while he was talking to Annie. I'm not sure if you guys ever played Diddy Kong Racing as kids, but he sounded exactly like the octopus boss from that game. <laughs> like the sound effects that they did on his voice to make him sound like a water creature is the exact same sound as the octopus from Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> weird yeah so that was kind of the episode i was pretty bored throughout but i did like it better than other season three bad episodes um i do like the song a lot i like this one and another molly song i think that's coming i don't know how i feel about the song it's it's fine it still doesn't feel like a a Molly Phillips song to me, but you know, it's, it's a season three Molly song. <laughs> yeah, Those can't compare, but I like it better than the other ones that we've heard yeah. this season. Same, better than Voodoo. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I feel like the songwriters for this season got better at making more of a subtle tie-in, but it's still like too overt, too literal for me. Yeah. Are we ready to go into ratings? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I have one more thing to bring up. <laughs> so, 
part of the charm of this episode is that it also led to a video on YouTube that purports <laughs> to be a deleted scene from the series, but really is just cuts and manips of the scenes between Jack and Irene. So the ship name for these two is Iraq. I-R-A-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes the line when they're talking about fish and Irene's like, do I have to touch it? <laughs> and Jack's like, of course you have to touch it. And it takes that line very out of context. And <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when I rewatch the series, that scene jumps out at me. And it's marvelous, the creativity that So Weird fans have and that they were able to splice that conversation together in a different way. So if you've never checked out that <laughs> recut scene on YouTube, it should still be up there if you would like to check it out. Oh my God. I always remember that video, but I hadn't seen the episode in so long. And so now yeah. when I watched it, I'm like, oh my God, it's like... <laughs> so out of context like when i watched it it's normal yeah, i know and then i'm like wait how did they cut that whole video out of this and i'm like oh the magic of technology yeah that was a really weird video yeah for the record i am not an iraq shipper but i think it's hilarious that it's out there is he still 17 in this season yeah maybe ship as in Friendship? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, yeah, ratings time. So, uh, oh, I don't even know what to rate this. <laughs> I'll just give it a four. 4.5. It's yeah. boring, but it's not the worst. And I like the song. That's about it. Uh, me, I think I would give it maybe five or five. Point five, maybe a six. I don't know. That's pushing it though. <laughs> <laughs> I like the song. Irene is marvelous in this episode. Jack Annie Banter. And yeah, it's too boring to give it anything higher. I guess I don't know. I, I don't know whether I should give it two thumbs sideways or a, <laughs> a thumbs going up or a th and a thumbs going down. I mean, What's the difference, really, between those ratings? That's my question to myself. Um, <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess I'll give it a thumbs going up and a thumbs going down. I like the lake setting. It's beautiful, and I want to know where that is. And I do like how Irene's in the episode and the Jack and Annie moments. But, yeah, it is a little boring. I do like the ending. It's kind of cheesy, but... It's kind of a cool idea of someone having a house at the bottom of a lake. But I kind of wish that they had explained that the dam had gone in earlier in the episode. Because I feel like that happens like two minutes before the ending of the episode. Um, and that yep. would have intrigued me a little more if they'd mentioned that earlier. But otherwise, yeah, it is kind of boring. Wow. I'd actually give this one like a 6.5 or a 7. I don't think this episode's boring, but I think that might be because when I watched it as a kid, it had such a big impact on me. Watching it now, I really miss Fee's way of finding out what caused the weird stuff to happen. But after thinking about it a lot, I think it really works for this episode that they don't explain the science or what have you of how this man was able to survive that. 
like the idea of somebody willingly drowning to stay with their home was something that always creeped me out and it still has that effect on me. So I think this is probably the spookiest episode of season three. It has a good musical score. I really like the building of the suspense and I do look at this episode as like there's no way this episode did not inspire that episode from Supernatural and I think it's really cool about how this was that episode before that episode existed if that makes sense so this one gets a high score for me yeah and you brought up how like he you know he didn't want to leave home and basically drown it that did make me think of like when real tragedies happen or natural disasters and how people don't want to leave their home because it is their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's sad how like sometimes, you know, some a lot of those people don't survive, but some do and they're so glad that they stayed. Yeah. And then one other thing that I had a little like maybe similarity thought was the sacrifice episode. Oh yeah. Just cause like how that used to be someone's home and then now mankind has done something to you know, take a creature's home away or someone's home away. That's a good connection. All right. So feedback time. This comment is from Bobby on the meow episode from YouTube. They said, first of all, regarding the most recent podcast episode and my little mermaid comment about rewind, I deleted the comment after realizing my mistake, but I guess you all were too quick to record. You can check the original post. Oops, just saying, Jimmy. Anyway, Meow and your subsequent discussion reminded me of reading The Egypt Game in elementary school. This might be a long shot, but I wonder if anyone else out there remembers it at all. It was about a group of kids who get together and start an ancient Egypt club. And at one point, when one of the kids' pet parakeet dies, they actually attempt to mummify it and have a whole ritual that follows. I'm not sure why, but this book always stuck with me, and I always secretly hoped they make a movie about it someday. I had that book. I got it from Scholastic in middle school. I'm pretty sure I got that book because of So Weird in the episode Meow. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Mm. (laughs) I I was thinking that was going to be something so obscure. No, it was a good book. I remember it. But I, I definitely remember ordering it from the one of the Scholastic catalogs. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I ordered it because of this episode of So Weird. Nice. Okay. That's cool. This one comes from Matthew on original season three Pons episode. He says, I read the original season three. Fee was supposed to be possessed by a freak hero. And Molly's brother would have to exercise her. I think when Kara heard about the original plans, even uh, she didn't like where I was going for Fiona. I think at that time she was not liking some of the episodes and she thought for her character it would be too much for her. So I think that's why she left. That's actually something we bumped before. This comes from Mm -hmm. the idea that Molly had a priest brother. It's come out that Fee was never going to be possessed. There would not have been an exorcism. But it is true that Molly was supposed to have a brother who was a priest, which is where this rumor probably came from. Yeah, I think that 
John Casey denies it in the FAQ. Is is that correct? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't checked it out already, check out the So Weird FAQ or check out the interview that we did with John Cooksey. And those are good, valid sources of information on what would have happened in the original season three. Oh, did we talk about the Kara thing, too? Because I don't think I've heard anything about oh. that either. Yeah, the Kara thing I never heard about. And I don't, I really well, don't think she didn't like the way the season was going. Well, I think that's all just pure speculation. Nobody really knows why Kara left. Yeah, maybe if we ever get her on, we can ask her, but that's not going to happen. We have a follow-up comment from HCYS8F on Podbean Mm -hmm. from our Mr. Magnetism episode. We addressed their comment last episode. So they added on back to what I was saying about my religion is that basically the idea of Mr. Magnetism is that even science fiction can also be part of the supernatural with the idea of the weird, because with the third season of the show of how the way we look at the supernatural in the context of what we call the cold it, I know that word. I just forgot how to pronounce it. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. C-U-L-T-H-L-U. Um, or also called the paranormal or even the occult. I think they're saying that science fiction can be part of the weird or the supernatural. Kind of like Strange Days at Blake Holsey High where they explained everything away with fake science. Yeah, and So Weird has had uh, sci-fi type of apps before like second generation so it definitely falls in so weird realm yeah so thank you for your comment and this next one is from andrea i want to say that i agree that zach's stalking was problematic this was also from mr magnetism we're not talking about zach our (laughs) co-host i thought about that when i watched the episode again not only did he scare Annie, but he destroyed private property. And I'm surprised Molly wouldn't initially think Annie was behind that, considering the broken glass will clearly indicate that it was broken from inside. And about the panther, although he didn't really do anything in the episode, it is my opinion that he was present to make certain that Zack wouldn't succeed in forcefully bestowing the magneto powers on Annie. Maybe he knows that the magnetism would eventually cause harm later down the line, and he would want to see to it that Annie is not exposed to that. And can you please remind me, how do you know the panther's name is Conrad? I'm sure you mentioned it at some point, but I can't remember. Speaking of Conrad, did you notice that he makes no appearance whatsoever in the next episode? Going back to your comment that Conrad is intuitive, his absence is probably a subtle hint that the so-called monster in the lake is not actually a threat. Conrad senses this, and thus sees no need to reveal himself to Annie to show that he is there to protect her. She is safe with Jack and Irene, and the mysterious aquatic man does not intend to pose any threat. Maybe it's silly, but sometimes I actually tear up at the end when Annie returns his key to him, and he asks her, Don't you love your home? When she replies, I do. I get the feels because I can relate. I personally love my hometown of Santa Barbara and my hometown neighborhood so much, I was once reluctant to the idea of ever leaving. I have ended up in Sarasota, Florida, but I still love my home. Aww. Aww. Thanks, Andrea. Also, for Conrad, that's not his official name. There's a fan site to So Weird 
that was named Conrad's Hideout on Live Journal in like 2005-ish, and they named the Panther Conrad. And since I came across it as a young child, the name always stuck to me. So that's what I've always called him. Also, I think that is really interesting to note that there is no Conrad slash Panthe in this episode. And that is a really good pickup that there is no need to protect Annie because as the theme of this episode is, the man in the lake is not actually a monster that's dangerous to Annie at all. Yeah. This next comment is from Lauren. Um, on the same episode, she says, this episode, well, it has a little clap emojis in between each word. This episode would not fly in the era of Me Too and Time's Up. Enough said. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Zach's behavior, uh, it's just eye-rolling. I didn't even watch the episode. This one is also from Lauren on the episode Babel. <laughs> Uh, she says, yes, I'm the one who said they're going to watch season three. The reason why I would leave comments on YouTube is that the episodes are easier to track down on there than scrolling through here on FB. I was also uneasy about watching the season for the longest time, knowing what most of you think about it. That's why I delayed on watching it until a few months ago. When I finally dive in, hope this clarifies a few things. In any case, great analysis on Babel. I really appreciated hearing Zach's perspective about the subject of dyslexia. He gave more depth to the subject matter than this episode of So Weird. Great. Zach says thank you. She also comments, uh, by the way, I'm surprised that none of you have made any Black Panther jokes since starting season three. Mm -hmm. I haven't even thought of that, to be honest. Me neither, because like, they're so separate. Yeah. Like When I hear Black Panther, I don't think of a literal panther. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I only watched that movie for the first time uh, last week in class. Uh, sad to say, I'm not into, like, superhero stuff. <laughs> yeah, neither am I, but this movie, Black Panther, was actually really good, and when it was in theaters, I also saw Aquaman, and I was surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah, so thank you, Lauren. I think those are all the comments. If we missed any, sorry. It's been a while since we recorded we actually did record before this episode, we recorded the interview with Alex Johnson. So that is done. Um, it needs to be edited. And we hope to release that more towards the end of reviewing season three. So most likely in August. I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing that because I wasn't on. <laughs> but yeah, it was really great. It was awesome. It was probably my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. and it's funny because, as you know, I appreciate Annie as a character anyways. That's why I'm here doing this. Mm -hmm. But ever since that interview, I just love Annie even more. I don't know why. <laughs> Her whole perspective of being on the show, it was amazing how she remembered so much. That's great. I'm excited. Any updates that you guys want to talk about 
either reboots or Disney stuff? Not that I've heard of. I can't think of anything. I mean, Stranger Things Season 3 is out. I haven't even seen Season 1. Oh, yeah. that's so good. Check it out. I did watch, like, a trailer for it that came out before Season 1 came out. And it gave me so weird vibes. So I wanted to watch it, but for some reason I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah, it's basically E.T. meets the X-Files. Oh, wow. It gives me so weird vibes, too, to the point where I'm just like, I'd rather be watching so weird. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I like the show. I get why people like the show, or love the show, but I just kind of like it, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, Toy Story 4 came out, and I was hoping we would get Eric Von Detten's voice, but he wasn't in there. Spoiler. Oh, that's so disappointing. Yeah. Sad. We need to anyway. track down Eric Von Detten next. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, Eric, come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely listening like 60 episodes deep. <laughs> <laughs> when, for an episode, he's not even on. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably a Janny shipper. He's in it for that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the So Weird Podcast. Keep the faith and never give up on So Weird. I'm Katz. I'm Kathy. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. Once and for all. No! He's only a monster because you want him to be. Sam! Sam, he's not a monster! I try to stop and hold my breath And wonder what I'll find Behind the door, something stirs But only in my mind different way of life Looking for the time I lost to put the past behind Sometimes I try, sometimes I fail, sometimes I close my eyes The different places that I found were only in my mind If you listen to and you follow foolish dreams Believing that they're real When they're not quite what they seem If you listen to your fears And you follow foolish dreams Believing that they're real 
story. You can write a different story.